Jesus' name. No other name I know. We exalt you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Are you thankful for that name? idea that they were singing about the name tonight I didn't see the set until I got here around practice time and so if you're a first time guest or you're new you might think that we planned this out but we did not I'm going to preach about the name tonight because God knows what he's doing. I want you to make contact with somebody before you're seated. Lord, we thank you for your presence. I pray that there would be faith all across this house. Lord, we feel you moving. We feel faith in the house God Lord let every single person have a response of faith to your word tonight we come against any unbelief that might be somewhere in the building any doubts we come against it in your name the name that has all power we pray that any seeds of false doctrine would be uprooted and that revelation would flow that the seeds of truth would be planted into the hearts of people in this place. Lord, we come against every opposition to what you want to do in this house for the next little while. Have your way, God. Have your way, Lord. We're going to exalt you and let you be God. And we pray it all in that mighty matchless name of Jesus. Would you clap your hands one more time? You can be seated. I realize that in large part I may be preaching to the choir tonight on what I am going to be preaching about, but I would ask that you preach with me, that we don't ever want this kind of preaching to get boring, to become too simple to us, that we'll never be saved too long, not to be passionate about the name and in every service, we believe that there are people that God wants to do a work in their life. And it is incumbent upon the people of the name that have faith in that name to be in one mind and in one accord. 
to have a chorus of faith with the preached word so that somebody might be changed forever. I'm also preaching into the spirit world tonight. I'm here to declare what we believe. I'm here to remind the spirit world that we understand the power that we possess, that we are going to continue to believe in the name of Jesus, that we are going to continue to demonstrate with the power of that name that the best is still to come, that we've only seen just a thimble full of what God is going to do in this metro. In the book of Acts, we find the specific accounts of how people came into the New Testament church, how the local churches were established. We find how they ministered, and I said this morning that the book of Acts is not just for the sake of history, that it is history that is meant to teach, that it is the road map, and it is our example, and so we're going to look a little bit more into the book of Acts tonight. We looked into it this morning. We're going to continue to do that tonight and see some of the things that were recorded. We obviously find, as we talked about this morning, that the Holy Ghost was poured out in the book of Acts, that people received the Spirit of God and they spake with other tongues as they received the Spirit of God. We find in Acts chapter 3 that a lame man was healed, a man that had been lame his entire life. We find in Acts 9 that a woman named Dorcas was raised from the dead. We find in Acts 20 that a young man who had fallen out of a window while attending church was raised back to life. We find that Peter and Paul operated in the miraculous, that the apostles operated with great power. Acts 4, 33 says, and with great power power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Acts 5 and 12. I don't remember if I announced my title, but if I didn't, the title is there is a name for that. Acts 5, 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Acts 6 8 and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Acts 8 6 and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Daily, we see that there was an operation of the miraculous, that it was a way of life, that they continued just as Jesus had taught them, that Jesus was with them. The apostles were not special human beings. They, they weren't born special. It wasn't that they came from just the right family. It wasn't that they had a certain kind of money or a certain level of education. It was simply that they were submitted to God they were just normal, everyday people that wanted to be used of God. They wanted to please God, and they allowed Him to flow through 
them. They were completely sold out. They had a revelation that there was one God. They had a revelation of the power of God. And they had identified with his death, burial, and resurrection. And that same Holy Ghost power uh, that we find in Acts 10.38 was with them. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So they had that God. They had that Holy Ghost and power with them. Isaiah 35 verses 4 through 6. I read these verses the other night. I want to read them again. It says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. Luke seven nineteen through 22. I apologize to our media team. I did not get these scriptures to them. Luke 7, 19 through 22, and John calling unto him, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind. He gave sight, and Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and to the poor the gospel is preached. So we said the other night that we see from these verses that Jesus is God, that Jesus is Jehovah, he told them these things are going to happen, that your God is going to come. And then Jesus was telling them, tell John, these things are happening. So we see the revelation of God coming in flesh. And then God began to fill people. Acts 1, 4 and 5 and verse 8. And being assembled together with them. So Jesus was assembled together with the apostles. This is just before his ascension, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then in Acts chapter 2, we see the Holy Ghost poured out, and then being endued with that power from on high that Jesus said they were going to be endued with. He gave power and authority to the church to do things like cast out devils, to do things like heal the sick. And he did these things, gave it to them in his name. He cast out devils in his name and that there would be healing in his name. 
And when we look at how the New Testament church implemented this, when we look at how they actually took what he was saying and how they practiced that, we find in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, that the apostle Peter declared to the lame man, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And when the multitude was in awe of it, he simply said to them that in his name, through faith, in his name. We were singing about it tonight. Through faith in his name. He said, and in his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. So Peter actually invoked the name of Jesus when he was praying. And he had faith that he exercised in Jesus. In Acts chapter 16, when Paul cast a demon out of a young woman, he said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. So he called the name of Jesus. And we see that whenever the New Testament church, whenever the apostles would exercise the power and authority of Jesus, that they always invoked the name of Jesus in faith. So we don't just see them baptizing in the name of Jesus, but we see them healing the sick in the name of Jesus. Peter did not look at the, the lame man and say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I command you to be healed. He didn't do that because he understood that the name has to be invoked. He had the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. If he would have done that, that lame man would still be sitting there. I mean, he'd probably be dead by now, but in theory, he would not have gotten up. That gun would have been full of blanks. There's no power in that. We don't see Paul looking at the demon-possessed girl and saying, In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I command you to come out. Because Paul understood nothing was going to happen. Because the demons are not afraid of the Trinitarian phrase. The demons know there is one God and tremble. So if you come at them with a Trinitarian phrase, they're going to say, I have more revelation than you have. There's no power that you possess. You don't even understand that there is one God. If you're going to get me out, you're going to have to come at me with a name. And it's the name of Jesus. I know that name. I know that Jesus is Lord. And when you invoke that name, I have to respond. It matters that you invoke the name of Jesus. Our world needs the name of Jesus. They need it like never before. There's a reason that the enemy has worked to eliminate the invoking of the name in baptism. And he has worked to confuse people on the fact that God is one. Because without that revelation and without that relationship and without that name, there is no power. So he understands if I can get rid of the name, go ahead and baptize people. But if you're not invoking the name, I'm good. Go ahead and, and meet and clap and, and sing and dance. There's churches meeting all across the world. The devil's not afraid of that because he understands that there's not a revelation of the name that is present in those congregations. He understands that people are not truly going to be 
be delivered, that they're not truly going to be healed if the name is not being invoked. The enemy hates the name. Acts chapter 4, verses 7 through 18, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. When you have a real miracle of God happen, people can say nothing against it. When God heals your body, people can say nothing against it. But if it's a little bit of the doctor and a little bit of God... They can take the credit away from God and give it to the doctors. We've got to have a resurrection of people believing that the name of Jesus will bring healing so that people can see it and say we cannot deny. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. They did not want them speaking the name. You guys want to sing some songs? That's fine. You want to come together, fellowship, break bread? That's fine. Just make sure the name is not being spoken. Make sure you're not preaching the name of Jesus. Make sure you're not preaching that people would respond in faith and be changed. We can't have this continuing to spread. It's okay if you want to be religious, but pre please do not preach the name of Jesus, I'll say it again, the devil is not afraid of religion. He is not afraid of people coming together and calling themselves a church. He's not afraid if 30,000 people meet on Sunday, but none of them are baptized in the name of Jesus or filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost or have the name of Jesus applied to their life or pray in the name of Jesus. He's fine if they meet, but when people start preaching in the name of Jesus he gets nervous because he understands that that is when things begin to happen that upset the apple cart of hell and that can bring down strongholds yeah. 
He hates the name. He absolutely hates it. Using Jesus' name demonstrates faith in the person of Christ and who he really is. In the work of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection for our salvation and the power and authority of Christ. John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. That is the will of God for the church in the 21st century. When I look in the book of Acts, I see that there were great works that were flowing out of them. I see that people were being healed and they were being set free on the daily. But we've got to make sure that we continue to be a people that are doing greater works in his name. We've got to make sure that we continue to believe in the power of that name in a world that is spinning out of control. In a world that is, the whole world is fearful of a virus. The church of the living God have got to stand up and they've got to proclaim the name of Jesus that no virus has power over. We've got to stand up and declare that nothing that the enemy can throw our way is more powerful than the name that has been given unto us. There's a book that talks about how hundreds of years after the birth of the church that the name started coming under attack. In that book it says that for the first 300 years of Christian history that healing prayer was fundamental in the life of the church. That it even proved to be a major method of converting the pagans of that day because again when they saw the miraculous they had to admit that this is real that that is an authority that that is a power that I'm not used to seeing but it says that there came a point where after the church emerged triumphant that there began to be a long slide of healing prayer into near insignificance And that ironically, Christians themselves were the ones who almost killed the mission so central to the gospel itself. It also brings to light an interesting thought to notice how many hospitals have a religious name attached to them. That there began to be a push to change from The prayer of healing to let's send people to the hospitals. That let's take care of them this way. That we cannot afford as a church of the living God to be known for hospitals. We must be known for healing. We cannot afford... He didn't bore stripes on his back so that you would have to pay money to be healed. If you were going to have to pay money, he could have just said... Don't worry about the stripes. He bore stripes on your back so that you could freely be healed. So that you could have your sins forgiven and also have sickness wiped out. We have got to remember that we have been given a name. That we have been given a power. And that it is up to us to continue to preach it. I refuse to accept that the name of Jesus has lost power. 
I refuse to accept that the name of Jesus can't heal like it used to. I refuse to accept that the sickness and disease of this day is somehow stronger than the name of Jesus that times have changed. I refuse to accept that if someone is mentally ill that the name of Jesus is not strong enough. I refuse to become a church that is 33% what the New Testament church is. It's not enough to have the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and not have healing and deliverance I want everything that was given to us I don't just want the outpouring of the Holy Ghost I want the authority that heals and the authority that delivers we've got to be known for our healing churches that don't have the name are not doing this They're not preaching faith. They're not preaching healing. They're not preaching deliverance. They send people to counselors. When we've got the counselor, he is all that you need. And dare I say, even some that might claim to be apostolic are choosing to send people to counselors. No, no, no. The elders never did it because they had a revelation of the name and they had a relationship with Jesus and they understood that Jesus is capable of doing anything. cannot allow our hearts to be wax gross that we would miss what God is trying to do. The name of Jesus is higher than anything. It supersedes all of the names. It literally means Jehovah Savior. Jehovah is salvation. And our world needs the name of Jesus. When they came to the lame man in Acts 3, he asked them for money. But they understood that there was something more than money that he needed. Our world is full of beggars. You'll see them every single day. They're begging for just a little bit more alcohol. They are relying on that day by day. They get up and they're ready to get their dose of alcohol to get them through another day. Their dose of drugs to get them through another day. Their dose of relationships to get them through another day. Their dose of entertainment to get them through another day. Their dose of social media or Hollywood or whatever vice that it may be. Their dose of nicotine to get them through another day. But we have what they need. We have the name that is able to set them free. We have the name that is able to bring them out of the beggarly element that they find themselves in. Clap your hands if you believe it. And as we continue to push forth in faith as a body, as we continue to be unified, Acts 4.32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. Bishop has said it before that the reason that there is so much sickness and disease in the body of Christ is because the body is not unified. If we can get unity, 
If we can continue to stay unified, there's a reason the devil tries to get this one mad at that one. There's a reason he tries to stir things up. He tries to get this one from this campus mad at that one from that campus. There's a reason he tries to sow seeds of jealousy into your spirit. There's a reason he tries to put the spirit of offense on you. Because he understands that as long as there is unity, that as long as they are believing and acting and operating in the power of the Holy Ghost, that it is an unstoppable force. He understands that we are heading somewhere as a body. He understands that there is going to be a release of the miraculous that is going to come to this metro that what we have seen thus far is going to pale in comparison. He understands that we are building towards something that cannot be controlled. He understands that as campus and campus and campus begins to continues to be added on and continues to grow closer, he understands that as we have small groups and we continue to grow closer, he understands that when the world tries to divide the races and we refuse to be divided because we understand that there's only one color and that's red the blood of Jesus he understands that if we stay unified that there is going to come a release of the name of Jesus that there is going to become an authority that is going to shake this city it's going to shake this region it's going to fire off from here and spread The devil hates greater faith. The devil hates what is going to become of this place. Oh, I wonder of what accounts are about to come, about to be recorded. If greater faith had a book, it would already have some pretty great things in it. Over the last 20 years, there's been a lot of miracles that could be recorded in that book if we had a book. But I'm telling you, we're just getting started. That what God is going to do as we continue to get closer to the coming of the Lord, I believe that it's going to explode in such a way that it would be likened to the New Testament. That there's no way you could possibly record it. That there's no way we'll even be able to keep up with how many people have been set free from demonic possession. That there's no way we'll be able to even keep up with how many people have been healed. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If John G. Lake City could be the healthiest city in America then I believe that the people of the name in this hour can have the healthiest cities that we can become a people that topple people's addiction to medicine that we can become the people that people when they first think of what am I going to do about this that they think of the name of Jesus that they've heard preached across the metro We've got to have it. We've got to have a desperation to see it. We've got to have a desperation to see it begin to happen all over. We can never lose that passion. We can never settle in and just forget the name that we have. We can never truly just get bored with it and start losing faith in it. 
Maybe you've prayed for a few people recently and they haven't been healed. My God, when you pray for the next person, would you pray like it's going to happen? Don't worry about what has been. Believe that this is going to be the time that God does it. Sister Liz told me that for years she had been praying for her shoulder. That her shoulder, she couldn't even she couldn't even lift her arm. And that when she would go to bed at night, she would just wake up over and over throughout the night because it was just in so much pain, so uncomfortable, that it would go to sleep, that it would just wake her up because of, of the pain. But she came down a couple Sunday nights ago. And she came down in faith, not thinking about the many times she had prayed. She didn't come down saying, I've been up here before. I know how this is going to end. She came down here saying, tonight's tonight. Forgetting what is behind. I've got the faith to believe. And she said when they prayed for her, as she went back to her seat, something popped. And she said her hand went up. And she said, when I went home, I slept like a baby for the first time in years. And I didn't wake up one time. I don't care if you prayed before and it didn't happen. Tonight can be the night if you'll just continue to have faith in the name. Come on, what is it that you have tonight? You have cancer in your body? There's a name for that. And the name is Jesus. Do you have diabetes? There's a name for that. It's Jesus. Do you have heart disease? There's a name for that. It's Jesus. Do you have sickle cell anemia? There's a name for that. It's Jesus. Do you have lupus? There's a name for that. Are you bitter? There's a name for that. Are you overwhelmed with sin? There's a name for that. If you'll go down in the name of Jesus, every sin will be washed away. Are you hopeless tonight? There's a name for that. Are you suicidal tonight? There's a name for that. Do you have a disc problem in your neck? There's a name for that. Do you have a tumor in your body? There's a name for that. Whatever it is, I'm reminding you tonight there's a name for that. And I'm preaching into the spirit world. I'll say it again. That there is a name for that. Jezebel, you don't have power. Because there is a name for you. That name is Jesus. That name has power over you, Jezebel. Spirit of Antichrist. That's trying to take over this nation. I got a name for you. And that name is Jesus. That name, every knee is going to bow. You hear me, Antichrist, someday you're going to bow and you are going to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Is the devil attacking your family? There's a name for that. Jesus. Is he throwing your kid to and fro? He may be tossing your kid in the water and in the fire, but there's a name for that. Sometimes you don't even have the strength to pray a prayer that feels like it has any intelligence to it, but you don't have to if you'll just say Jesus. If you'll just say Jesus, he will show up. Mountains crumble. Demons tremble. The atmosphere changes when you say that name.
Come on, our world is spinning out of control. But there's a name for that. It's Jesus. We've got the name. We've got the name. If other churches want to be afraid of this hour, they can be afraid. But we stand flat-footed because we understand that there is a name for anything. And that name is Jesus. Come on, what are you afflicted with tonight? There's a name for that. Are you bipolar? There's a name for that. It's Jesus. Do you battle schizophrenia? There's a name for that. Jesus! Are you oppressed by the adversary? There's a name for that. Jesus, I dare you to shout it. I dare you to put faith in it. I dare you to turn it loose. And every chain that has you bound has to break off. Race wars can abound, but I've got a name. It's Jesus. Do you need peace tonight? I've got a name for that, Jesus! Come on, you addicted to alcohol? You addicted to nicotine? Are you addicted to drugs? I got a name for it, Jesus! Come on, speak that name right now. Speak that name over New Albany. Speak that name over Jeffersonville. The enemy could try to shut down the revival in those cities all he wants, but Jesus rules over those cities. Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus! Come on, don't overcomplicate it tonight. Whatever you need, if you need a financial breakthrough if you need provision i got a name it's not the bank it's jesus come on right now i dare you to begin to speak that name over your situation i dare you to begin to speak the name of jesus over whatever you're facing i dare you to look the devil in the eye and just say jesus as he taunts you about what he's going to do, just say, Jesus, Jesus. If he says he's going to take your children, Jesus. If he says your backslidden kids never coming home, Jesus. If he says you'll never recover from what you're in, Jesus. Lord, right now, send out your angels to begin to declare your name all across this metro. Let them trumpet the name of Jesus. Lord, let the name of Jesus begin to come into people's minds. Let the Trinitarian who's sitting at home or who's working a shift or who may be sitting in church somewhere else, let him get a revelation right now of the mighty God in Christ. Let him get a revelation right now 
of the name of Jesus. Lord, the sinner that feels hopeless, that's in a ditch somewhere tonight, let him begin to hear Jesus. Let him begin to feel the drawing. Let him begin to say, I've got to find where Jesus is because it's a name that I'm hearing. Come on, if you're sick, don't walk out of this place sick. There's a name for it. If you're bound by the spirit of fear, there's a name that you need to speak, and it's Jesus. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, let Jesus baptize you. Let him come to dwell inside of you. Lift up your hands and just say, Jesus, I need you. Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me, God. I surrender to you, Jesus. I put my faith in you, Jesus. Come on, let it happen. Come on, let it happen. If you know somebody that's bound and they're not here, picture them in your mind and just say, Jesus, just begin to pray over them with authority. Come on, if you're not praying for you, find somebody to pray with, if you will. Find somebody that needs healing. Find somebody that's bound up and needs deliverance. Find somebody that needs the Holy Ghost. Find somebody that's overwhelmed. Come on, find somebody who has anxiety. Anxiety has to go in the name of Jesus. I come against anxiety in the name of Jesus right now. Come on, the enemy wants to put anxiety on our young people, but we're not going to let it happen because there is a name. Jesus! Jesus! Come on, I dare you to speak it in faith. I dare you to turn your faith loose. Don't underestimate the power of saying the name in one moment. Don't underestimate what God could do right now in a split second. Speak that name over your family. Come on, you ought to get your kids and just speak that name over your family. If your kids aren't here tonight, you ought to speak that name over their life. You ought to declare their deliverance in the name of Jesus. You ought to declare that the prodigal would be awakened and come to his senses in the name of Jesus. generational curse 
It has to go when you apply the name of Jesus to it. Come on, find somebody to touch and agree with. Find somebody to join in faith with him. Find somebody to speak that name with. It's powerful when one speak it. But when two speak it in agreement. When three speak it in agreement. When five speak it in agreement. When ten speak it in agreement. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. What will you believe God for? From the front to the back. From the left to the right. He's able. Whatever it is, he's able. Come on, we got to put it in our kids. When they don't even know what to pray. But if they feel scared, just tell them, just say Jesus, baby. There is a name. Just speak that name. All power in heaven and in earth is in that name. 